Hey, Rach. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> Hi. Sorry, talking over you. Let's start again. Yeah. You want me to start again? Go on. Okay. Hey, Rach. Hi. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> You're listening to Pop the Kettle On with Nicole Essio and Dr. Rachel Bushing. Hi, I'm Rach. And I'm Nicole. Welcome to Pop the Kettle On. This is the Parenting, Womanhood, Marriage, Baby and Life Review Podcast. We dissect the good, the bad and the ugly of family life and have a laugh about how it's depicted in popular culture. Because it's always tea time. And if I don't laugh, I'll cry. Me Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey, Rach. Hi, how are you? I'm good, my darling. How are you? That's good. I'm tired. You're tired. How are you? You're tired. Yeah. So, for the listeners at home, Mm -hmm. we record of an evening normally, Mm. usually Wednesday evenings. And on this particular Wednesday evening, I have been up since 5am watching the Matildas smash it at the World Cup, so... I'm tired for that reason, and you're tired because it's life, life, and wintry kind of yeah. end of term tiredness. I think so, and just like dead of winter. Yeah. So it's the solstice on Friday, yeah. which people will hear about when they listen to this on Monday. So it's not relevant. But twenty <laughs> first, um, we're actually having a solstice party. Ooh, mm. that sounds fun. Yeah, it just kind of evolve evolved from a. F- few of the um, <laughs> parents from school were yeah. having a chat about, isn't it freezing cold? And then we we're talking about like winter memories and stuff. And we were like, oh, maybe we should have like a bonfire, like a winter party. And then someone mentioned mulled wine. And I was like, that's my favorite thing on this earth is mulled wine because it reminds me so much of England and then Christmas night markets. So it was like, well, let's just have a bonfire and mulled wine and put on a big pot of something to eat and and there's got to be marshmallows on sticks. Exactly right. Oh, I'm there for the so, marshmallows. Do you want to come? Well, the marshmallows alone. <laughs> so, <laughs> they care about the company, which would also be wonderful. But marshmallows on sticks. Lovely company. I did start thinking kind of like, maybe I'll do this every year, like solstice party. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah, nah, life. life. I was also up two nights ago with my little four-year-old who was complaining of an ouchy chin. Oh, yeah. is that a toothache or an earache? I have no idea. Oh. But... Mystery ouchy chin. Mystery ouchy chin. <laughs> my chin! My chin! Oh, anyway, that's so strange. At like 2am. Well, because it's never at 7.30. <laughs> and then again at 3 and then again at 6 and oh, it was... Yeah. No. And then like, actually, you know, I was like praying like the next day he woke up and um, it was like a daycare day as well. So I'm like, <laughs> please be well. <laughs> You all know that you do the same thing. No judgment, thanks. <laughs> if you're not going to be well, at least pretend to be well enough. <laughs> we love yeah. you, our we early didn't have a education. temper or anything, and it was just really unclear. And I was like, "Ooh, what's going on?" And yeah, you know, if he's home, then I've got to cancel the whole day, chuck yeah. a seat, all that kind of thing. So I'm like, "Please be well." And then yeah, like he woke up at you know early in the morning, and he's like, "Me happy again." Oh, so God sweet. knows. And I was Googling, like, do they have teeth that come through at four? I think there's four-year-old molars, isn't there? I thought that, but it's more typical of six to seven. Ah. 
maybe he's ahead of the game. Me. Maybe he's ahead of the game. And then there was something that said um, that before they come through as well, kids can get pain from the secondary teeth beginning to form underneath. Well, that's not fair. Yeah. So up to a year before the primary teeth fall out, they can like start to kind of cause some discomfort. Oh, Dr. So. Google, you're just making me depressed. <laughs> I know. Basically, it's like your children will teeth and teeth. Your children will teeth? Teeth. Your children will teeth until the end of time. Pretty much. Because don't they have – I remember uh, we took Big Two – well, we all went to the dentist. All six of us went to the dentist at once. It was quite the thing. And Big <laughs> Two, um, they were like, are you supposed to have some more teeth by now? Oh. <laughs> and he hadn't. And he was like two and a half years late for these – is it 12-year-old teeth? I don't oh, know. I anyway. think they're molars, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And he was like, okay, Ooh. what do I do? <laughs> my teeth, where are you? Exactly. They've got to be there somewhere. Oh, God. I, I still know. remember getting my wisdom teeth through. I got one and then they yanked it. <laughs> the other three were all facing yeah. the wrong way or something and they've never come. Oh, yeah. no, that's great. Yeah. I had the un. I thought it was great at the time, but now I'm like, no, nah, they weren't severe enough to yank out. So I had to do the teething. Oh. But like I've realized over time that my teeth are slightly crowded. Ah. The dentist said to me last year, like, oh, actually, you probably could have had them out oh, if office. I'd seen you 20 years ago. I'm yeah, like, yeah, thanks great. for that. Thanks. Yeah, helpful. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. What he's saying is you do not have a big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Small mouth, big teeth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, this oh, is fascinating goodness. conversations. Thank Isn't you, listeners, it? for joining us in this education about teeth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a whole, you know tooth fairy adjacent conversation we could be having as well but what we wanted to talk about mm-hmm. this fortnight yes. was um the absolute amazement that is the letdown mm-hmm. mm. so for any listeners that haven't experienced the letdown as a as a show it's an abc series that was created by a couple of amazing women who um you know write and produce and or do all the things mm-hmm. um and act in it one of them is is the lead character and yeah it's all about mum stuff you know like they're just having brand new little humans and how you cope in the world really yes which is tough aussie content yes tick and now it's second season Mm. yeah Yeah. and I hear the origin story is that it came out of some uh, competition where people had to like make a short yes is that correct yeah there was an ABC competition around you know things that they wanted to pick up and here's you know Mm -hmm. pitch us your best thing and do a short version Mm. of it and uh, yeah these two did a great job, obviously. Mm. Got picked up for series. Season one, I have watched all of and binged and laughed and cried and felt very connected to. Um, it was like, oh, that's a bit real sometimes. Mm-hmm. Bit of real talk, bit mm-hmm. too much real talk. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then season two is screening on the ABC, but also um, you can binge the whole thing on ABC iView. And if mm. you miss season one, it's on Netflix. I mean, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I don't Which know I think, if it's on, you know, UK or US Netflix. But Yeah. Well, mm. yeah, maybe, hopefully. Mm. I mean, mm. that's the great thing is that it's um, homegrown content. Yeah, exactly. But, Nicole, I think this is the time to drop my bombshell on you. Go. I what? don't like it. You don't like it? Nah. <gasps> wow. <laughs> You've just gone down in your estimation, no, haven't I? No, <laughs> Because I completely understand why you might not. May not. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> 
Um, so that is why I was happy to talk about it. Yeah. I thought, I don't want to tell you I don't like it and so I can get your natural reaction. <laughs> I am hearing this response and trying not to judge. Yes. Um, but I just, look, to be fair, I probably watched about two and a half episodes. Yep. And I was like, kill me. I just really didn't like it. Okay. Fair enough. You don't have to like everything, right? And then randomly we stumbled across a episode of season two mm. and um, Ben and I were home and I think just flicked on the TV and it kind of came on. Yeah. And we're like, let's give this a go then. Hey, maybe it's not as bad as what we thought. And I was like, oh my God, kill me. I hate this show. <laughs> and I really, really, really want to like it. Yeah. Because I kind of feel like it needs to be supported because I feel like this kind of women's stories probably only got made because it came from this writing competition. Yeah. That if these chicks were just going in and pitching to the networks on their own, some random story about mums groups probably wouldn't ever get kind of greenlit. Yeah. And I think I think part of it is that I probably had really high expectations. Like Ooh, I'm going to see myself reflected on screen. And my f- sense was this is why I was scared of mum's group. Yes. This is, it's tapping into every single cliche about how awful it is to have a baby and encounter judgment from all these different people doing, you know, different parenting. Yeah. And I think I just kind of found it not funny. Yeah. Essentially. Fair enough. Sorry. Um, Don't (laughs) apologise. I'm not the arbiter of what you're allowed to watch. Um, I... I find it often not funny mm-hmm. and sometimes I find it not funny because it is too close to the bone right. and you go, oh, no, I remember feeling like that and that sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, things like the mummy group, there are moments in, I mean, you haven't seen all of season one, there, mm-hmm. are, there are moments of absolute horrific judgment mm-hmm. that a lot of mums will, will have felt yeah. going to the wrong mummy group. Um but there are also moments of tremendous support and love um, that come through from that mummy group. So it's quite, yeah, it's it shows both sides often. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for us particularly, I think we have such a supportive and loving group of mums that we surround ourselves with and have, have been very fortunate to find mm. that it would be absolutely trigger these feelings of that's not okay you know yeah, I think so and to be fair I didn't give it enough time to come to love it yeah but it's why I was like oh, I'll watch a few I'll dip in and it's like every time I do I'm like no I don't <laughs> like it but also I don't like these people I think so and mm. maybe um do I like the mum Audrey yes interesting <sighs> I don't know. I think part of what it is is that I think that, like, the stereotypes are played up way too much. Yeah. Because I think that um, when I – I think I really do like Audrey. Mm. But I – and I kind of do relate to her because she's kind of hipster. Yeah. And they live in the inner city and they have their cool apartment and la, la, la. And, you know, she doesn't know how the equipment works and all that kind of stuff. But I just kind of find that whole, like, I used to be cool and now I'm not is, like, that's her main – thing that's like 
the engine that drives her character. Yeah, it's and just it's such a trope that's kind of I think so trotted out. Yeah, and then yeah. I think the other thing was like um, Lucy Durac, mm-hmm. who I know from Wicked. Yes, um, and apparently I saw these ads on TV last night for um, Australia's Got Talent or something, and she's going to be one of the judges. Oh, and interesting. Like, oh, it's probably because the letdown's been so popular. Because she's brilliant, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a thing. And I like her. Yeah. And I like Celeste Barber. I yes. think she's amazing. Yes. And I like Play School Woman. No, Noni Hazelhurst. No, 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 no. The other, the young one. Um, oh. The one sort of... Um, Sasha. Paula. Leah. Leah. She's Leah. Leah is her real name. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's like, she's new wave play school. She is. I didn't know she was on. See, I haven't been keep, keeping up with play Yeah, yeah. You've got to get with it, Nicole. Sorry. She might not be on it anymore. She's probably on it. So she plays Martha. At my peak time of a few years ago. Martha. Yeah. 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 Um, so I like them all as actresses. Yeah. And I want to like it. But like Lucy Durack just coming to the first meeting and she's like, I've got all of these books and I'm the expert and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I got to see it enough that like she pees her pants and becomes like a real human being. Mm. But I was also just kind of like, no one does that. Oh, do but they? they do. <sighs> oh, but they do. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, in 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 mummy's groups past that I have dipped into and then run from, you know, like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, I have encountered that exact character. Oh God! Mm-hmm. And I, all I see in that character is the pitiable person mm. who's trying to keep up this facade of perfection and and you know glamour and. And being the best mom and the best wife, and um, so I actually, I don't know, I I see just how exhausting that facade must be, mm-hmm. because I've seen that in real life. People mm. putting up that everything is so wonderful, mm-hmm. and look at my darling child, mm. who probably just you know punched you on the side of the face, and mm-hmm. and you know smooshed food into your hair, and that kind of stuff but no no everything's perfect mm-hmm. and you know my husband and I are having better communication than we've ever had and you're like I call BS you know so I just feel sorry for her mm-hmm. that that is something that she feels she must project um, but yeah I can see why you would like and the Celeste Barber one is like super messy yes like sub you know um, neglectful Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, do we have to go like that far? Like, yeah, and does, she's the stay-at-home mum. Does a yeah. messy mum have to be like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Maybe it is just purely the fact that um, I haven't encountered these kinds of women in real life in that way. Yeah. Because I was, um, here, here's a fun story for you. Go on then. I, I somehow missed my original mum's group. Oh. I didn't get allocated to one. They were allocating them? I don't know. You tell me how it works. Oh, well, I, d- <laughs> I just went to a local community centre and they had like a play group. Right. All I right. wasn't give, given, allocated given. or yeah. introduced or – and I mean there were people in the prenatal classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 
I distinctly remember one of the mums coming with her baby to the prenatal class because she just had it okay. and she was due at the same time as me and I was intensely upset about that. <laughs> How dare you go early? <laughs> I'm feeling like a whale. Um, but yeah, we didn't ever connect again. No, they didn't exchange numbers. Like mm. I know people have those relationships with mums that they all had babies at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah. Because I think that um, somehow it's arranged through like the Child Health Service. Network, right. Yeah. Ooh, I missed it. I missed it too. <laughs> Maybe we have our perfect mum group somewhere out in the ether that is missing you and missing me and we don't even know it. <laughs> no, here's the thing, and this is through like newborn haze. Yeah. Um, I seem to remember that they referred me instead of like going to the normal child group, they hooked me up with like multiple birth association uh, group. Because <laughs> you had the twins. Because <laughs> they're like, twins, go to that group. And you've got a special kind of special you guys have to deal with. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember there being something, or maybe there was like a flyer through child health or whatever, which was oh. like, we facilitate mums groups. Right. So I'm pretty sure I've spoken to other parents who were like, you get allocated to a mums group. Huh. Like on the letdown. Right. Where it's like, because Noni Hazelhurst is kind of like the child health nurse kind of person yeah. who's kind of meant to be keeping it all happy and mm. productive instead yes. of like judgy and <laughs> destructive. <laughs> um, so I don't know that like here in Brisbane that they're always facilitated by a child health nurse, although yeah. maybe they are, but I think that at least they kind of are like, here's all the mums that like happened to have pushed the baby out within uh, this month. So. Yeah. Go meet in the park or something. I'm sure you'll have lots in common. Yeah. <laughs> well, I felt that way about the multiple births group. I was mm. kind of like, well, I'm not feeling as though I'm necessarily going to immediately find friends in this multiple birth group. No. Um, and the other thing that happened is that the local child health clinic had a fire and they had to move. Oh. So, because that's where I was told to go for like my immunizations and the child health checkups and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, I had this thing in my head that like I missed the group because they referred me to the wrong one and then I tried to get in and then they were like, the, the, the clinic is burnt down. Was <laughs> it a metaphor for something? I don't know. <laughs> Shit's on fire. Because <laughs> I remember having to go to Paddington, oh. which was like the nearest because the Cooparoo one had burnt down. Oh. Again, if, if anyone is out there and this sounds like a likely story, I may have just dreamt it. <laughs> it may have never happened. You were in newborn twin haze. Yes. It possibly is from your imagination. Yes. But I also remember that my husband was home for seven weeks when mm. we first brought the babies home. Nice. Because we prepared all of his leave mm. because we knew we were having twins and we were shit scared. Yeah. Um, I remember also feeling like I don't need to do any of that stuff because I've got Ben here with me yeah. around the clock. Yep. yep. And then when that passed and he was back at work and they were like two months old I think I was kind of came out of my haze and I was like where do I go now and I think I was told that my group had already it was too late or something like this this is tragic no wonder you hate the letdown <laughs> we're really um, we're really mixing it up now that's now why Nicole met me like you know sobbing into my uh <laughs> library books <laughs> I was like where's my group Oh, and we found each other and it was so good. We did. And that's the thing, right? I mean, these women, yes, I know you've absolutely articulated that there are some horrific behaviours being demonstrated. Um, 
but that doesn't mean you have to stick with those people. And it'd be interesting to hear from our listeners mm. about how you found your mum tribe. Yes. Um, because I think it's really important to get a little village um, and, you know, one that is supportive and loving and kind and forgiving and not judgmental mm. and just goes, yeah, I'm right in the trenches with you. Mm. Understand. Let's get a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or here, have a chocolate. Yes. So does that happen for Audrey? Is that where we go with her story? Um, I think she feels both judged and supported. Oh, interestingly. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. But I actually think that says more about Audrey than it does about the group particularly Uh. and I mean there are some judginess stuff Mm -hmm. going there's absolutely judginess going on but um yeah I think she's in a place where she feels like she's got to keep up with the Joneses and maybe that's an inner city kind of thing for her maybe that's a her former career thing maybe that's just a personality thing Mm. I don't know but I mean just incident with like the prams it was like (laughs) not the proper like she got a fake, yeah, <laughs> a fake knockoff. What's the brand anyway? I can't remember. One of those boo ones or something. Yeah, like a boo or yeah. something. And she's getting all this shade because her husband's bought like the cheap knockoff version of the pram. Yeah, and the parents are all commenting on it. That's the cheap one that doesn't have proper brakes or something. And yeah, I think I'm just like, is that realistic? Does that happen? Um, I think it would in certain circles but we don't want to hang out with those people you know like we just don't I was really proud that I had a voucher and then I got a pram on sale and I ended up paying like 12 bucks for a pram (laughs) I think that's the thing I think that's right I think like you know because I've heard you know people saying before like oh I don't accept any hand-me-downs for my child like you know Um, who are those people yeah and it's not I think the sad thing is, is it's not necessarily attached to means and money. Like, if I could afford the $3,000 pram, mm. I probably would have bought that model of pram. As it was, our twin pram was, like, not the most expensive. But to get a twin pram yeah. was, whoa, I don't know, close to 1000 Wow. It was 800 for the base with one thing and yeah. then, like, an extra 200 or 300 or something for the extra connection. See, like $3,000 is more than I spent on my first car. Exactly. That's the exact comment that Ben and I made. Even what we spent was more than we spent on our first car. And I was just kind of a bit like, how is this justified? So I do get the kind of like they look really stylish and cool, but it's also one of those things where it's like in a month's time, it's going to have bloody dried milk all over it. And, you know, yep. um, so like it's a like it's a it's a transportation mode for a grotty a little utility child device yeah. it is not yeah i um i really really don't like the idea of spending lots of money on things that um will get completely trashed mm. and so i love hand-me-downs yeah yes please yes um we got a cheap as pram that we for big one used all of her pram life and then when Big Two came along, I actually just sat her at the back and laid him in between her legs <laughs> and would just use that as a double pram. Yes. Until one day we were heading to a rally, as you do, and 
the axle of the like the wheel actually snapped because oh, obviously the too weight much of weight, it was yeah. just too much <laughs> by that stage four and two mm. um so i'd had it for four years yeah and so yeah to our shame paul and i went and went to big w on our way to the rally picked up a new pram put it together left the box and the old pram next to the bin out the front <laughs> <laughs> marched on our merry way (laughs) because you know like it it just gets grotty so quickly yeah because sometimes they just and i'm sure the high quality ones still suffer from that kind of stuff too yeah but as in like the way you use it is probably going to (laughs) be not the way it's intended to be used yeah probably yeah because you yeah you load up with all the groceries and all the stuff like the amount of things that that pram could carry i know (laughs) i used to um i can't remember even what model we had anymore we still have it but um our four-year-old is now finally deciding that he doesn't actually need it hallelujah um but it had like a basket underneath yeah and i remember going and like getting grocery shopping and i'd have the twins like up top yeah and then just like my grocery bag all underneath and i was like this is awesome it holds as much as a trolley yep um and we had the same thing that when the third one came along the twins were three yeah and still sometimes wanted to be in the pram and I'm mm-hmm. like where am I going to put them what's going to happen so <laughs> one of them would like lie in the kind of like basket thing underneath oh wow yeah that's awesome <laughs> and they thought that was the best thing ever oh you would fight over that <laughs> you would definitely fight over that that's brilliant <laughs> I'm kind of like then they'd fight about who would be like in which area <laughs> The things kids find, like, so attractive. You're like, how is that such an enjoyable thing? But they're like, yeah. Yeah, and at one point, like, um, I'd have one of them sitting on the actual, like, handlebars. Yep. It's not a handlebar. The (laughs) the thing you push. Yep. Because it's like, I'm holding you in my arms, and where am I going to put you? I'll just rest you there for a minute. And they're like, this is a fun ride. (laughs) See, that's what you do. You do what you need to do to get stuff done. And it gets done and it works until something snaps because it's too heavy (laughs) or you leave the pram and it tips. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I did that with a trolley once. My nephew and a small two were in a trolley and they both kind of were standing up and then they both went to one side of the trolley and that was not good. No, it was not. No, they ended up on the floor and came up. What I'm wondering though is where were your judgy mum friends when that happened? (laughs) They were nowhere to be found, thank goodness. Mm. Yeah. And that's the thing like you can you can see someone else doing something that you wouldn't necessarily choose for you or your family or your kids but that's not up to you mm-hmm. you know I mean unless a child we've talked about this unless someone's in danger mm. you got to err on the side of they're doing the best they can with what they've got when they've you know in the moment yeah yeah mm. you know I think what really gets my back is because the whole idea of um forcing mums into mums groups yeah is that it's kind of based on, you know, like... Timing and geography? uh, No, like, you know, here's the thing. Why do the child health services bother to do that in the first place? Why do charitable organisations set up this stuff? Why are there playgroups? Because it's not just about, like, child's development Mm -mm. and playgroup can be somewhere to go that technically helps socialise the children, blah, blah, blah. But I suppose there's this kind of intent of trying to build a support network around mm. parents because they're isolated home alone and, you know, don't have their head around what it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, Still. So, sorry? Mm-hmm. Still. Still. <laughs> 
And, um, you know, I kind of think like that's really awesome. And I think maybe it's also the fact that I feel so passionately about the fact that when that works well, it works so well. Mm -hmm. And I think I just kind of, I had also internalized horror stories about these kind of mums like on the letdown before having kids. Yeah. And I've said that to you before, like that's not what I encountered when I started meeting mums, but you know, um, it really actually just makes me upset <laughs> that that kind of stuff um, happens to people. Yeah. That you're at your most vulnerable stage of feeling like you don't know what you're doing and mm-hmm. you're sleep deprived and your boobs hurt and all of that. And mm-hmm. the last thing you need is to encounter this like unsupportive, like, you know, it reminds me of like mean girls or something. Yeah. Like why? Just mm. why? No. Just stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. Right now. That's, yeah. (laughs) Young lady, (laughs) stop it right now. Oh, completely. And if you are in a group that is like that and going to be with those people makes you feel worse coming out than you did going in, Mm -hmm. they are not your people. They're not your people. Because that's the thing with our little gang. Mm -hmm. I always feel better after encountering encountering any one of the 10 of us, you know? Yes. Yeah. And Which must be rare. There's 10 of us. Yeah. It's got to be some kind of dead shit in amongst us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, we, if you can't point to someone else, Rage, it's probably us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like sometimes when we have dinner, I leave feeling bad. But you know why? Is it I'm you... kind of like, they are all so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bad that I check myself on and I go, I'm not feeling bad really for me. I'm feeling bad because I'm kind of like – they're awesome, they're awesome, they're awesome, they're awesome. And I don't always feel awesome. But none of us always feel awesome. I know. It's just my own, you know, self-esteem issues. <laughs> and because it's you are never awesome. anything that any of those women are projecting. Yeah. So, you know. So isn't that interesting? Because I, I said about Audrey going in that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe the letdown is actually not like what we're filming is not actually the reality of what happens. It's just seen through Audrey's eyes. (laughs) These overblown stereotypes is really just like the way she's perceiving things. That is so possibly true. (laughs) They might be exploring an even bigger (laughs) thematic kind of thing. I have no words. I'm sorry. But that we don't even know. Oh, totally. We've just gone through some kind of matrix now. Has there ever been a movie made like that where it's completely filmed like, you know, the whole get is that none of that ever happened. It was just how they were seeing it. Sixth Sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sorry if I spoiled it, anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Or like when you're seeing people's like psychotic breakdowns or whatever. But, yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. I've solved it. I can get behind it now. You it's just her <laughs> insecurities can't. projected on screen in caricature form. Yeah. I, I kind of sense that that is yeah. kind of what it is. Yeah. But yeah, I f- yeah. I'm, I'm finding the – just seeing the change in the relationship between Audrey and Jeremy really mm. challenging sometimes. Right. You know, like when you see her be unkind or uncharitable – towards mm. him or mm-hmm. when you see him do th- and you're like oh you want to see you want to stop the train wreck before it's about to right. happen yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah yeah and you also go yeah I, I recognize that I did that kind of stuff like mm. I was I was unkind mm-hmm. quite a lot of the time 
because <laughs> you're tired and yeah. you've got no capacity. Yes. You really don't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. All right. Should I give it another go? If you would like to. I, I don't want, want to. to. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Maybe we'll put it to a vote. <laughs> you're tired. Okay, listeners. Do you think that Rach should give the letdown another go? And tell me why. Convince <laughs> me why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need mm. to write why. You yes. need to tell us why. So to do that, you go on the Facebook page, popthekettleon.com. No, that's our website. Pop the kettle on. It's always Tea Time on Facebook. Yes. And popthekettleon.com.au if you want to get any of our previous episodes or blog posts that we keep forgetting to write. <laughs> <laughs> Me keep forgetting to write. No, no. I haven't done one for ages either. Don't worry about that. Um, and if you would like to, it would be great if you gave us a rating on iTunes and maybe a review and certainly subscribe and encourage your friends to do so because, you know, the more people you tell about us, the more people that get to listen to our drivel. This is true. <laughs> and we only have two more drivels left for this season. We do. Yeah. Yeah. And we haven't decided what next time is, have we? So oh, we're just going to have to have a I mystery. had a loose idea. Oh, go on. Mm. Are we going to announce it? Like go the, on then. You know what we're going to do? You're going to Mel B me. You know how Mel B announced that there was going to be a tour of Australia with the Spice Girls, but they hadn't actually all agreed to it. She just announced it at Wembley. So, hoping that other people would would agree. Yes. So, yeah, just Mel B me. Tell me and I'll do it. Totally. <laughs> Go on. I what is will. It? Uh, so, mm-hmm. it's a stand-up trifecta. Ooh. <gasps> Please tell me there's Ali Wong involved. Ali Wong. Yes. <laughs> Baby... Cobra? No, something. Yeah, she's got two now. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I've seen them both. Pregnant it's... with number one, then pregnant with number two when Being she did both of them. Yes, I know. She's great. Yeah. Hard Have Knock you... Wife, Baby Cobra. Yeah. There you go. Ali Wong. I love stand her. Stand up special. Yes. So it's a trifecta. Okay. Can you guess? Uh, no. I'm blanking right now. Amy Schumer. Oh, because she was pregnant in her last special. Apparently, I haven't seen it yet. Right. Okay, good. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I've seen the other two. See, look, you're saving me homework already. Yes. What else have you got for me? Oh, it's a wild one. Go on. Russell Brand. Russell Brand. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Help me. <laughs> you look a little bit like Russell Brand. Uh, I do. I have my serious Russell hair going on. Oh, my goodness. Look, okay. apparently his recent stand-up special is all about becoming a father for the first time. Wow. So okay. let's, let's be kind to the men. Every now and then we can, um, you know, share men's content too. Why not? Let's oh, be course. radical. Let's be completely radical yeah. and, and share what I have always considered to be a complete narcissist content. I know. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's be awesome. Let's do it. Okay. So and until next time then, Rach. Yeah. Hug your babies. Say hi to your mum for me. <laughs> I will. You too. I will. <laughs> and be kind to one another, guys. Yes. And yourselves. Yes. That goes for you too, madam. I'm looking at you. Oh, no. She's wagging a finger at me. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.